Welcome to Chain Reaction, Tales from the Supply Chain Frontline, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the complex and fascinating world of international trade. In each episode, we'll dive into specific aspects of the supply chain and hear from executives across all sectors to understand the challenges occurring and the solutions put in place. Whether you're an executive with a solution or an executive in need of one, stay tuned because Chain Reaction has something or someone for you. And of course, please like, subscribe, and share our podcast with your friends. Welcome back to another episode of Chain Reaction, Tales from the Supply Chain Frontlines. Today, we have a great guest, an inventor, a founder of a unique product that affects everybody touching any sort of aviation. Really excited to be talking with Mr. Tim Fulton. He is the inventor and founder of Ramper Innovations. And I'm going to let Mr. Tim give a brief introduction of himself and Ramper Innovations, and we're going to get into today's episode. Tim, tell us about yourself. Yes, I, good good day, everybody. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, I am. I think I probably should start by saying what a Ramper is for those of you that don't know it. In the aviation industry, it's the agents that take your luggage and put it into the cargo hold of the aircraft. So I spent close to 40 years uh, as a ramp agent taking, taking luggage and mail and cargo and physically loading it into the cargo holds of the aircraft. Most people don't know that that is a physically job that's done physically, and it is very hard on the body. The product that Jeff mentioned, I call it Tassavas, and that stands for Tim Saves Backs. So basically what Tassavas is, is is a compact, affordable, compact folding motorized conveyor. And it was designed to go into the belly cargo hold of a narrow-bodied aircraft to eliminate that physically physical job of, of loading the aircraft and do it mechanically. That's kind of the background of where things are. We're finding that there's uses for it in other industries. So I did not know that a ramp that there was a different term for that was called ramper. So I thought it was baggage handler. So the the term is ramper. Well, you know, it's it's across the globe. It's different things: ramp rats, rampers, baggage handlers. Yeah, but in our my sector, if you will, we're referred to as rampers. Got it. Well, already I'm learning good stuff. So how long have you been doing this, Tim? And yeah, I guess it's it's kind of like Paul Harvey, if you're familiar with that. There's Ramp, always the yeah. rest of the story. But I, rest of the- I, I invented the product that's probably 30 years ago. So I, I'm, I live and, and work. Most of my career is in a small community in Alaska. It's a coastal community and it's one of the main ports of, for fish buyers. So there's a lot of fresh fish that goes out of Sitka in, in the tunes of like 4 million pounds a year 
being loaded into the belly of the, the cargo hold of passenger aircraft. So I invented a product that was a non-motorized roller system for moving these commercial fish boxes that were weighing about a hundred pounds. We've been doing that for a long time. And it, it finally occurred to me that there, there was a possibility for doing the roller system only worked for the commercial fish boxes. So after years of doing it, I, I decided that there had to be something that could be used for other commodities. It doesn't work for baggage and so on. So in 2016 is when I set out on the path to started prototyping, doing different things to try to find a device that would work for all products or all commodities, baggage, mail, cargo, et cetera. And uh, December of 2018 is when I come up with the light bulb moment. I, I saw some motorized roller blades and I'm going, dang, if they can put uh, motors in a roller blade, I can put rollers in or motors in my rollers. So that kind of started the ball rolling and we've been working on design and that kind of stuff. Our first prototypes was great timing. They, we got a three units delivered in March of 2020. We had one shipped immediately to India. We had another one that was going to Japan. And then we had one that was set up to start demoing in the U S and of course, you know, what was going on in 2020 with COVID, it just derailed everything in the aviation industry and set us back a bit, but we are moving forward to now and we're in production. We've gone through and had multiple tests with our, our beta units, made some adjustments to some of the things that weren't quite working right. And, and now we're producing and, and selling it across the globe. So right now we have units that were in, in our shop here that are going to Malaysia. Wow. That's amazing. I mean, what I really like is it started with a solution for the fish and now you, you kind of coupled that. Do you still have that product out? Is it still in use? It is still in use. Yeah, but not, not as much. So, we, you know, we can make those they, yeah. and sell them to people if they were interested in that. But our focus is on the one that is on the folding conveyor motorized. And then you parlayed that into replicating it into other needs. You, you took the principle and put it into needs to service other parts of the industry where they needed it. So the main thing was creating more space in tight, in tight areas. And I probably am not wording that right, but right. you know, what, what was the overall need you were trying to solve for? Well, when I initially set out, the overall need was just to make the job safer for my fellow ramp agents. I was seeing way too many people being injured on the job, back injuries, you know, that last them a lifetime. Shoulder injuries myself, I've had, I, I have back issues, as you might imagine, from doing that physical job. I've had two shoulder surgeries. My, wow. my hip is an issue. So I, the, the initial intent was to make it safer. And, and that's still the intent is to make it safer for 
not only ramp agents, but people that are physically moving items in, in tight spaces. So, you know, we, we have the ability to help in multiple industries anywhere where they're trying to move material and they have limited space. I, I don't know. I'll just pick a, a distribution center that needs to have space to move things around, but they also are bulk loading items into a, a truck or something like that. We can fold up, be in the corner until it's needed. All the operations can go on, do their normal stuff. And then when they need to move the material, bulk load did to something, the Tosavas can simply be wheeled out and, and used as needed and then folded back up and moved into the corner where it's out of the way again. So a lot, lots of applications for, for that. One of the things that happened during COVID is a lot of the airlines took the seats out of their wide-bodied aircraft and they were moving cargo mm -hmm. uh, up, up there. They yes, they, they repurposed. And for us, Sabas was a great fix for them. Instead of having a, a daisy chain of multiple employees, they just put a Tosavas or a couple of Tosavas units in there and it decreased the amount of employees, it decreased the injuries and it increased efficiencies. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I really like that. So your mission statement is worker safety and employee safety, their well-being. And that should go all the way to the top, right? Because... If the team is, is able to perform safely, then they can do better. They can do better work and without injury. Yes. And, and lower and claims, it, and that keeps insurance claims low, which in the end benefits the entire network. Yes. And in, in aviation in specific, you know, we're decreasing the amount of injuries we also decreased the amount of damage to the aircraft bellies from having thrown items is what's happened, honestly, in the, the belt, in the cargo compartment underneath your feet when you're flying that thump, 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 that's your bags <laughs> being, being loaded into the aircraft. So right. we, we decreased the damage to, to customers' belongings, damage to the aircraft. We, we increased the hiring pool because it allows Normally it's, it's young men that are doing the job, but with, with our device, it can, it makes it easier for women and older retired people can go into the, the industry. So, yeah, you know, a lot, lots of things there. Plus we increase efficiencies. So it, we move more in less time than in the manual method. So you just hit on several things that I talk about a lot on this show or not I do, but guests do. And it's labor. And then you inadvertently talked about technology. So I'm going to hit on the labor item. Okay. Labor since COVID has, well, even before labor has been a challenge for employers, right? And, you know, you're an employer. I'm sure you see it. And, and what you are implementing is a something to help increase the labor pool. So I'm just going to ask your opinion and, and what you're seeing in the marketplace across aviation and other industries. And do you see the labor challenge as, as your customers and your peers and, and different industries is, is what, what are the 
What is what is the temperature about labor? And what are you hearing? Well, yeah, it's it's a huge thing in in the industry. Of you know, I, I I talked to one customer here in the U.S. that had had one person inside the aircraft. They so they had to move the baggage down and then go stack it and come back. So labor is definitely a huge thing in in the industry, not only here in the U.S., but across the globe. And that is what what the majority are, of our customers are looking to do is reduce their amount of labor yeah. required to load these aircraft. With increased efficiency, which is a, you know, <laughs> reduced. Yeah. So, and it's a, it's an ongoing challenge, right? Which is, you know, you're, just today, I was watching CNBC and all these companies are announcing layoffs and various sectors, you know, not even transportation, but tech, retail, yep. Disney. So we're just seeing that and it's already a challenging labor market. So I just wonder what the net result will be in the economy. So this, you know, this product, it enables labor it's a nice little innovation which is technology you have a you know a lot of the conversation that we have on technology is about computer type technology <laughs> yeah it's this is different right I, it's really yes yeah you know, yes very much so but it is it is a, a, a technology that that is bringing change to to not only aviation but how Items can be bulk loaded in anything from trains, ships, and planes, any transportation sector. It's, it, I, I, I joke that it's, it's not rocket science, but it, it is a, a, a com complex technology that, that is going to change. Mm -hmm. There's a little bit something about, you know, you, I mean, I've, I've met with inventors. I have some inventors on. In, in the family, right? In, in generations past. And I'm still in the freight world, right? <laughs> we do not have our own businesses. And one of the things that I just really enjoy doing is talking with entrepreneurs, fewer inventors that I come across. So, so it's, it's really cool to talk to an inventor. It's one thing to be somebody who invents a product. It's another thing to invent a product, take it to market and be, and have it have sustained success. So walk me through that. I mean, you, you invented it. That's great. You, you had to go get some patents, but you know, being an artist is one thing running a P and L managing people and, and marketing it and selling it. That's a lot of different skill sets. How, how have you managed to, to put all that together? Yeah, that huge, huge question, honestly. Yeah, so in coming up with the idea and inventing the device and getting it engineered and, and produced and so on was easy. But the, the developing the company and everything it takes to to move things forward is a huge task and multiple skill sets. You know, I, I thought that all I needed to do was it's, it's a great idea. There's a need for it. My passion will sell it, but that's not how the real world works, right? There's, there's 
all these nuances. So from marketing and, and being able to sell and, and managing people. I, I mean, it, it is a huge thing. I was just did a presentation at, at one of our local innovation summit is what it's called the Juno Economic Development Council Economic Innovation Summit. And the title of what I presented was be careful what you wish for. And kind of, kind of the gist of it was that, you know, I started out, I had this idea, realized that it's not something that I would be able to bootstrap and bring to fruition. So I went out for investment and was successful in, in our, our pre-seed, our friends and family round. And when the, when the checks started rolling in, if you will, then the reality check came in of what I had just done. Now I have somebody else's money that I am dealing with and, and the pressure of that. I didn't sleep for nights, right? It's just part of what that is. And, and the same thing, you bring on people to help you make, you, you can't do it all. So you start bringing on people and, and then they are relying on you and, and being successful, making the right decisions and so on and so forth. So it is, I, I often ask myself, you know, would I do it again? And what I come back to is I, I, I wouldn't do it if, with the thought of, okay, this is going to, going to help us with retirement because I've spent most of our retirement to make, make the business successful. But my passion of trying to save backs, make it safer for people, I would do it again because we are going to make a difference across aviation and other sectors and making people's jobs safer and bringing less industry or injuries to industry. Yeah. yeah. It's fantastic. And having that dedicated mission is, is, yep. is driving you. And that's why it's probably the, the key to the success, right? It's very, very concise. Yes. That, that's what gets me up in the mornings, keeps me going is, is that. Yeah. Last question. And it's, this is going to be your hardest question. I can already guarantee you. Okay. So it's different for every single guest. What is your favorite childhood memory? Ah, yeah. I told that is, you. <laughs> that, that, that. That is a, is a good one, actually. And, and I guess a, a lot of the childhood memories that you go back in your mind might not really be what, what they were. You know, I was uh, just thinking that yesterday about something and I thought, I wonder if that even actually happened the way that I remember it because yeah. there's no telling. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I guess for me, the, the one that, that comes up is I was fishing with my dad and I, I, he caught, I was, was bringing in a fish and uh, I was trying to net it and uh, I, I knocked it off. So the fish got away and my dad was so upset and uh, yeah, it, it went on, but I, I guess the rest of the story was after I moved to Alaska, my, my dad came up fishing and I had a fish on. And he knocked it off on purpose. I've been waiting so long to pay you back. And, and so, 
That's yeah. That- well, fun times, Tim. How can a, a, a good airline or trucking company or warehouse get in touch with you? Yeah, so we have a website, www.ramperinnovations.com. Go on there and see what we have. We have down at the bottom is YouTube videos of us in the, the belly of the aircraft. They can email me at Tim at Ramper Innovations. That's R-A-M-P-E-R, innovations with an S dot com. Or they can even call 907 seven three eight zero seven four zero and if it's an international if your listeners are international that's my whatsapp contact number as well awesome and tim thanks so much for coming on i really had a good time and i am sure that everybody has learned a bunch and as for us we're gonna sign off please remember to like share subscribe as always we're brought to you by Bridgestone Capital, where we share the same passion as Tim does for his colleagues' backs. We share it for our supply chain professionals. We want to bring passive income to our supply chain peers and executives and sales guys. So if you want to learn more, that is multifamilyadvice.com. Go ahead and check it out. That is a free ebook. And soon coming out is going to be a book. Passive Income for Supply Chain Professionals. Thanks again, everybody, and we will be seeing you next week. Bye. And that's a wrap on this episode of Chain Reaction, Tales from the Supply Chain Frontline. We hope you enjoyed diving deep into the world of international trade, supply chain, and global logistics with us. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and never miss an episode. And if you have any feedback, questions, or suggestions for future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you on our next episode of Chain Reaction.